Echoes from the Wasteland, Season 2, Episode 3, Luke motherfucking Foyle, what's up? What up, dude? How are ya? Yeah, good, man, good. What's been going been, on? Um, been busy, dude. My uh, my heresy bone has been pretty massive lately, so... Yeah, I've just been it's blocked, out, it's blocked out the sun. I've had to learn how to paint in the shade up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you said to me today that you'd um you'd almost pretty much painted yourself out of a model reserve, which I think when we talked maybe a year ago, your model reserve was like an entire cupboard, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've like I bought a tiny bit of stuff since then, but not a heap, and I've just been trying to like paint everything I own. So I'm pretty close. I've got of my twenty eight mil stuff, I've got a night castigator left. Wow. And that's it. So what have you actually painted um, since we got together last time? Because I think you were... Oh, fuck. All yeah, right. I think I'll you were doing a big right now. big tax squad so, last time. Yeah, so I was working on that. Since then, I've done a Leviathan, a drop pod for it, um, a Praetor, a Fire Raptor, a Sakaran, two Rhinos, a Xiphon... Jesus. Five-man Tartarus Terminator squad, a Storm Eagle, three Javelin, and then five Vets. Fuck. So, That's amazing. Most of that's in like two months. Wow. Uh, really, it was probably about, yeah, two, two and a half months ago. I was like, cool, let's pull my finger out and let's just fucking paint some shit. Did you, um, did you get a bit of extra time off over the holidays where you could blitz it or have you just been kind of batching and putting your head down with it? No, I haven't had any extra time off, really. Like, a couple of days here and there. But, really, it's just, like, any spare time, I'm like, cool, let's just paint. Like, yeah, and um, just trying to do, like, a little bit each day, even. Yeah. You know? It's like, all right, I get home from work. So, oh, I had a bit of an early night tonight. It's like, cool, just going to paint for, like, one hour. Yeah. It's like, oh, and that's, it's like, it's pretty crazy the amount you can get done by just doing, you know, a little bit. Every time you got a spare spare second, yeah, the D- the Dave Warden school of ten minutes a day sort of thing. Yeah, hundred percent, and that's definitely. I was like, wow, fuck! Look at the shit that he, this guy punches out. But, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I could probably do that. Are you able to kind of leave everything set up now and um, and then just come back to it the next day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. That's the thing. Like having a, a like a steady setup. Yeah, where it's just everything's always there, and yeah, the compressor's always on. Everything's set up. It's like cool. I can just sit down and do ten minutes easily, and that's it. And you were telling me last time we got together too that you were working more on the, um, like the the fundamentals for your guys. Like you hadn't gotten any Legion special units yet, or um, or any of that sort of stuff. Like, is any of the the newer releases kind of tickled your fancy at all, or? Do you know what you're going to do next? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to... I definitely want to get, like, 10 Dawnbreakers, 10 Angels Tears, just so I can... I've got them. Like, if I want to run max squads, I've got that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. I want to do, like, another Assault Squad. I'm, just, I'm running... I've got, like, two 10-man Assault Squads with Apothecaries at the moment that I run pretty consistently. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd like to be able to, you know, either run them as two 15-man or run three 10-man. Yeah, nice. I just feel I've never got enough 
like assault marines. Yeah. Have you made some of the sergeants so that you can kind of switch them in to be that 15th man if you need to kind of cross them over? Because that was the thing I always struggled with. I'd end up with like a 15 and a 14 because I'd have three sergeants that were clearly clearly sergeants and you couldn't really get away from that. Yeah, that's why, yeah, this next squad, like when I get around to purchasing it, yeah, I'm gonna like try. I might like magnetize the head and the arms or something so that it's like cool. I can run him as a sergeant, or I can just swap him out, and he can just be a a little shit kicker. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, I I still don't have any of the the special like Blood Angel units yet. I, like I said I just feel like you know, the, as cool as all the special units are. I mean, they're always heavy points. Like yeah, you know, definitely. I think it's. You just get more value out of having a heap of basic bitches, stuff, you know. Yeah, and then you're not just running the same list like, like every single time. So, um, yeah, what what now? I mean, it must be amazing to have like a you know three and a half thousand point. That's probably where you're up to, right? Like about three and a half thousand points now, or something. Oh, maybe four k. Yeah, wow, four k without war gear. Yeah, cool. So, like, that's that's pretty good. Have you got any events lined up that you're looking at? Oh, look, um, Marcus the other day, Banting, he said that he, like, released the date for the next Skulls, so I've yeah. got that off work, so I'm definitely going to go to that. Hey. That's the last one. Cool. Um, yeah, I missed you at the last one. Talking. I managed to drop in and, and say g'day, but um, I saw Tony there, which was cool. I got to meet Tony for a first time. Yeah, yeah. T-, T said that he, he had a really good time down there and, and it was a good event and met you and some of the other boys and that, so yeah, nice. that was good. Um, I've been talking to Gibbo over in Adelaide about, I'm thinking, of, well, thinking I really want to like fly over for his event in July. Oh, cool. Um, so I think Tony's going to come to that as well. Awesome. And... I'm going to try yeah, and get and then, try and get down to that one as well. I think um, it's it's about three fifty or something for me to fly down that weekend. So I've got to start squirreling some pennies away and get that booked before the the flights jump too much. But yeah, it'd be good to get down there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same. You know, I just trying to organise that, and you know, because I was looking at the map where the venue is, and it's not really like. You know, it's not in like city centre, so just trying to find accommodation and shit like that too. Yeah, okay. And just see what what that cost looks like. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, hopefully it all kind of falls into place, and I can I can get over there. The accommodations just a few times though. Sorry. Oh no, you're good, man. What were you gonna say? No, it's just like because yeah, like the few times like, I've met met Chris, you know, at the last two War in the Wasteland events, and like, such a like cool dude, really yeah. nice guy. I'd love to go over there and you know hang out with him and meet all the Adelaide boys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how much um they get around to those boys like Chris and Frankie. I think they they've what are they travelled like three states now or four states or something like that to have have games. It's um I think they're probably because well, like, they went to Act, right? Yeah, they're they're over at Act. Like they they did a mad road trip for uh, two days to get there and they turned up with this amazing um oil rig table with like a a tanker ship on the side as well and they were they were doing mad shit too like they were traveling across the country and then you know stopping in the hotel i think at, at the night time i think they drove to wagga wagga or something like that and they stopped in the hotel and then they're up to like two in the morning soldering lights on the landing pads on the top of the deck <laughs> and just just doing hell renegade shit like that 
They're um, yeah, they're really really that's good boys. Fucking hectic, man. Like, yeah, like tr- that's a fair distance to drive. Oh yeah, when, fuck like, yeah, and and like, when everything's on fire as well. Tape. Like, nah, not only are we going to drive it, we're going to take, like, a super sick table. Well, they they won table of the event, too, which was awesome. Like, the and super well-deserved oh. as well. Like, there were some really, you know, I, I think Dom Santilli's tables technically were outstanding, just, like, mind-blowing Dom stuff was. But, um, yeah, I think they definitely deserved it because the, the effort that they put in and also, like, the that it was so different from everybody else's tables that were going on. Like, there was pretty standard themed for the setting stuff and then you turn turn up with a promethium refinery above a water mat with a boat on it that ended up i think um ed annihilator ended up throwing a vortex grenade and blew up like one of the platforms and then fucked off in the oil tanker at the end of the thing <laughs> it was, it was, that, uh, honestly dude i'd recommend too like um obviously aussie day next weekend i uh, sorry next year i think they're gonna do another something even if it's not an act of heresy but I recommend you go to that because the narrative stuff was just so hectic. And you could, pr- like, I mean, I, I wasn't involved with that playing AT. We kind of had our own thing going on. But you could really do whatever you wanted. And there was so much loose shit happening as well. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, man, like, I haven't had a chance to, like, catch up with Ryan and talk to him about yeah. how I went over and acted and that yet. But, yeah. like, listen to the latest I Horus where they had a bunch of the guys they're talking about it sounded like it was like really fucking awesome yeah yeah definitely yeah and there was some really good you know oh man the painters were just just mind-blowing to see those kind of level of armies you know you see everyone's kind of come up through the ranks and done their courses and and then there's some guys that have completely come out of nowhere as well where you're like fuck I've never even you know that they they you see these guys on the gram or whatever, and you appreciate their stuff, and you're like, oh shit, I didn't even realize that guy was in Australia. And then you see the the stuff that they're doing; it's just fucking crazy, man. But yeah, Australia knocks it out of the park. Yeah, definitely. Like looking, yeah, like you know, I don't know a lot of these people, but they like said, look at their Instagram and and you know the shit they're doing. Yeah, like I don't know. I feel the quality of of hobby in general is just huge in Australia. Yeah, so. definitely. I noticed that too the other night. Like, a, um, there was a, a bloke from Sydney put up this lot that he bought. I think it was last night, maybe. Um, he bought, like, a second-hand lot of, like, 40K and, like, old second-ed stuff and a bunch of things. And I was kind of just, like, flicking through some of the photos of what he's got. And you kind of forget, because of the type of environment that we play in and the type of dudes that we hang out with, like, there's still dudes out there that are like basically finger painting land raiders and then riding on them with sharpies like da umis suck or something like that like it was was some really whack orc conversion shit and like terrible paint jobs and stuff and i'm like fuck we're lucky in heresy that it's such a you know and it may be like a barrier of entry as well in some ways but there's such an awesome like painting standard and i think everyone's really encouraging to get each other up to that as well yeah, and that's why, like, you know, I can see how someone looking in could see it as a barrier of entry, but, you know, up until, you know, a couple of years ago, like, I was figure painting fucking my model. Yeah, me too. And, you know, like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to win any, you know, Slayer Sword, Gold Demon, or Best Painted Awards even at events, like, yeah, anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. But, you know, I see what, what some people do, like you said, in, like, 40k, 60 yeah, okay, I'm fucking 
I'm doing all right. Like, yeah. Oh man, your stuff. Yeah, it hits hard. It looks awesome. Actually, there was um, James Kogan, Keegan Kogan, Kogan, I think maybe from NZ. He brought over a really vivid Blood Angels, kind of like yours. It had that orangey red oh, yeah. kind of. I met James a couple of years ago at. Uh, uh, yeah, right, cool. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool dude, man. Uh, he's, that boys. Yeah, he's, There's a couple of them there. They're all fucking real dudes. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was good to meet him finally because I think we've, you know, we've talked online and we've talked on the, the Eye of Horus podcast a bit before and stuff and super good dude. It was nice hanging out for the weekend. But he brought this really nice second edition style Blood Angels army with like the goblin green bases and it was that red, red orange kind of hue that you've got going on as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, super sharp. Maybe that's what. Did you guys learn that in the class? Is that that? Yeah. That style. Yeah. That. Yeah. That, if he's yeah, if it, it, from the sounds of it, yeah, he's following kind of the same recipe I am, which is yeah, is nice. what what we learn on MKA. Yeah. I just love that vibrant man. It's just it's so nostalgic for me, you know. Yeah. That, that second ed box cover from the starter set. Like, oh yeah. The, the yeah, the power fist and all the orcs around him and that. Like, yeah, I know that's just like something I always think about when I think forty, like forty k, thirty k. I always remember that piece of art from John Blanche. I resent that they've. Yeah, I did. You know how you kind of tripped up then and you went back to like forty k, thirty k. It seems like a dirty word as well. Like I fucking love the forty k when we were growing up, and now I'm like, oh, forty k. But it's a real shame because it used to be so glorious. Uh, the, and the imagery yeah. and like the you know the Wayne England style drawings and all the those box covers and the way that all the studio armies were painted as well like just fucking baller it was a great way to get into it now I feel like if if I came along and saw it now I think it was like chibi childish cartoon bullshit like hundred percent yeah but I mean it's but, yeah, kids hey I had to make a a trip into Game, well, they're not even called Games Workshop stores anymore, I don't think. Is it like, just called Warhammer now? around me is just called Warhammer, yeah. It's all rebranded and that. Is that the one out of Morley? Yeah. Yeah. And so I went in there to, to pick up something. Um, and, oh, I get my Titanicus stuff. Yeah. And just looking at, like, you know, even the display armies and that, you're like, oh, like, they're well painted. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, like, but just the style and the aesthetic that yeah. is 40K now, it just, it's just, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm just like old and jaded and bitter, but <laughs> you know, it's, not what it, it's not what it used to be. No, definitely not. But, um, yeah, so it'd be nice if, uh, if you know, they could go back to that. Obviously, you know, it probably doesn't work. That's you know, it's a decision. No, but I really feel like um, Specialist Games is kind of picking up that imagery again. You know, you sort of see the the Necromunda stuff. Like, did you see the the latest Goliath um, preview? With a yeah, I did. Those man, the Necromunda shit's fucking cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got like a box of Delac guys. Like, just I bought them just because they were that fucking cool. Yeah, the the models are cool. Like. Flicking through the books, you know, the artwork's really sick. Like, yeah, definitely. I dig it. Yeah, I think they're really kind of still holding it up in terms of um, that, that imagery and same same with AT as well, you know. And Like, I've just been putting some of that Aeronautica stuff together as well. Like, 
don't know. I think their um, specialist games wing is sort of definitely the more developed taste. God, it was heinous going to um, CanCon. We walked over to CanCon and that was a fucking brutal experience. It was just like walking through the halls of the 40K competitive gaming section. They had all these mirrored tables just using like kind of a right angle, you know, L-shaped piece of terrain, like a few, a few different ways. And then most of the dudes seemed to have just castled up. So they were like, castles of almost mirror identical forces playing against each other from opposite sides of the table. And then the dialogue between people, it was just like constant bickering and like trying to mitigate arguments for the purpose of winning, not for being polite or anything like that. There were all these like mild tempered arguments going on the whole time that I was walking around and I was like, Gross. Why the fuck this would you want to be involved in this? Horrific. Yeah, it was it was mind blowing to go to go into that scene and just see people playing. You know, like I think I think the thing that stood out to me was those little storm talon like in, um, space marine things. That's like the thunder budgie or whatever. Um, I saw. I think there were three tables in a row where basically this the force was exactly the same force, and they had. I think it was three of those thunder budgies each or something like that. And then like a little ring of Primaris around them. And then there might've been like one tank or something, but they were all identical. And then I don't know the, the other armies as well. There were just so many, um, uh, like everybody seemed to have one Imperial Knight or I don't know. It was like, yeah, no imagination. Whereas I feel like almost at the act of heresy, there were I think 90 players playing in the, um, the actual 30k campaign and how many 90 maybe holy fuck yeah it was huge man. i didn't realize it was that big i didn't realize it was that many fucking people i think that was about right i think that's what hollis said at the the end or it might have been 90 including us but it was definitely they had uh, regardless that's crazy i thought it was like i don't know 30 people max oh no 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 it was like easy because we had 30 at that at Wasteland 3, I think, or Wasteland 2. And um, that first one that we went down to together. And yeah. I think it was at least three or four times as many people as that. And there were kind of like floaters kicking around as well, but there were probably 50 games on the go, I'd say, almost. So um, that's sick. That's yeah. fucking cool. And all the terrain was pumping too. There was like no cynical minimum build terrains. It was like everyone had made a table with the theme and, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy, dude. But yeah, it's, it's just a shame the way 40 K has gone too. Cause if you look back and you're like, I love reading the old white dwarves and have, having a look at the box art and kind of thinking about, you know, the vibe back then. It's, um, yeah, it's a bit oh, I think back to, you know, when I was in high school and I, it was like, I played Chaos Space Marines. It was like the 3.5 edition yeah. Chaos Codex. Yeah. And just, yeah, the different lists that you would just sit down and make were like, you know, you could be so themey with it and quite sandbox. And, you know, it, I don't know, just you had a lot more tools to really, like, make a custom army. Yeah. And I, I just, I've never played a game of eight. I've never read any of the... 8th edition codexes and that are just purely from like an outsider looking in and what I say and it's like it just doesn't seem like it's got that you know everyone's got the same shit yeah you know what was interesting too 
um, I heard someone talk about it the other day. It was like AT's really shifted my perspective now of what of what gaming can be. I'm really enjoying it so much. And they were saying, like when you look back at 30K, I can't remember if it was at the event or this was something that's come up since. Um, but when you look at 30K now and you look at like a 3K game or a 2.5K game, I feel like it might have been Tom Gould actually was saying this. Like it seems really claustrophobic to have that many models on the table in such a small amount of area. Whereas even when you play, like we were playing 1600 point AT on the 4x4, there's still so much room to move. Like it only ever felt claustrophobic when I faced the full night house because they were fucking yeah. every, everywhere and like climbing all over me and ripping panels off and stuff. But um, the rest of the time, like it, it feels like you've got a lot of space to kind of move around and you can actually cover quite large segments of the board quickly and move around. Because um, what, for that points level, like how many, how many models did you have in your list for that size? I had three Reavers, two Warhounds, two Sarastas Lancers. So um, I came in a bit under points. I had some war gear that I didn't bother using, but that was pretty much it. And then most people had between sort of five, five and nine models. I think um, James had five. He had Warlord, three Reavers, and a Porphyron. And then Tom Gould had five. I think those two guys with the lowest model count. And Tom had two Warlords, three uh, three Warhounds. And then um, I think Sean had the most at like 24 Knights or something like that. And the next most was probably the Lupercal Maniple. I think he had six. Dan had six Warhounds and three Lancers uh, or four Lancers maybe. Yeah, so, so it's still it's not that many. Like even nah. the guy running knights with you know way more than anyone else. So it's twenty four models. That's not no, it's not that much. It's like it's much. A, a little skirmish warband, really, because they're all on you know thirty mil, fifty mil bases. So they're pretty pretty small dudes. Um, but yeah, it was how did the how did go playing like against all knights like? Oh, was, I only ask because like that's I haven't started my AT shit yet, but I really wanted to just like a whole night household. Yeah, yeah. Look, like, I, I have no idea whether that like, like is it good? Is it shit? Is it OP? Is it just a joke? Like I have no idea. No, I think um it's probably quite hard to play. It's hard to play well, and I think Sean, who had the night house, did a really good job of playing it. Um, but it's also quite hard to play against, but it, it's a nice, um, perspective shift on the game because I think Titan movement is quite predictable being that we all have the same three Titans at the moment. You can kind of know, you know, you, you understand the corridors, you know, how much movement they've got sort of side to side forwards and back. You can predict usually whether somebody's going to kind of push the reactor and do a certain move based on the terrain that you've got and the, you know, their facings and all that sort of stuff. Whereas with the Knights, like... 360 facings, no pushing the reactor. Um, they had like the lance of knights because you've got to have the one lance and then you can have uh, free blade banners beyond that or another lance or whatever. He had one lance of 3x3 three three, uh, Questorus with, yep. I think, a mix of like melee and melter guns or something. And then he had 3x3 uh, three three free blade lances and then he had a... I think it was maybe two by 
2x3 or 3x3 three three again Questorus. So there was quite a lot of the little guys and he didn't have any Porphyrins or anything. So it was all kind of like close combat, really like mobbing you coming in from different angles and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool, man. I actually really liked it. I wouldn't say it was OP. I think it definitely takes, if you were to come up against it in an event and it mattered, like to me, it didn't matter if I lost. So I was keen to just like have a go and see how it worked and kind of come up with some tactics. I think if you didn't, didn't have any Intel and you played against them in a, like a tournament style event or a, you know, an event where the kind of campaign points of losses and victories mattered or whatever. Um, yeah, it might, might be a bit of a worry to come up against it cold, but it wasn't unreasonable at all. And they're really quite fragile. Like, the, I wiped, I think in that game, I wiped three whole banners of knights from, like, one gun's shooting one time sort of thing. So, like, I double crit, I double crit one banner with the melter gun. And because I was getting, like, overlapping shots with the melter gun and... I rolled two crits essentially. I think it took the whole banner off and I did that twice in the one game. So there's like six models down already. And then another one like a volcano cannon and, and shot them with a turbo laser and took them off. And yeah, they go down pretty easy. And we were talking about it last night. We actually did an, a new episode of the engine kill on IO Forest. And we had like a bit of a, a night chat afterwards um, because all, all four of us had faced the night house on the weekend. And um, Tom was saying that when you shoot the, um, what is the gun called that I do not own? The Quake Cannon. When you shoot the Quake Cannon at them, it like halves their movement, shakes the banner, and then reduces it by three. And you, you because you're shaking the banner, you're um, removing their orders, and then essentially they get pinned in the spot. So you go from a Lancer that can move 24 inches down to suddenly only being able to move three inches with no order. And you can really like, you know, stun lock them into being in the open and then get like crossfire kill shots with other weapons and that sort of stuff. So I think there's some really like um, hard counters to the night list, just, you know, in the weapons that are pretty much readily available to everybody. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I reckon go for it, dude. Like if, if people complain, I feel like they just need to up their game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I just, I think that's a, a very nice way of you just telling people, like, just get good, fake it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. Well, like, uh, I don't know, man. I didn't know anything about it. I took them on first, and I figured it out. And I think I, yeah. you know, the the thing that I was quite happy with that just worked out by accident. But I had about two turns to go where I could keep using it. Was I had two reavers that sort of ended up. Um, kind of accidentally facing each other because they're quite hard to get off you when they're doing like flank and rear charges. Um, the two Reavers kept kind of dancing around until they basically locked into facing each other. And then the one Reaver would kind of shoot the Knights off the other Reaver. And then that Reaver would then shoot the Knights off the other one. So it would go um, movement and essentially like I would move and move and then I get charged twice and I take the charge damage, which is usually pretty survivable. And then it would go to the combat phase and I would be able to kind of kill one of them usually before it got to attack the other one. So if he activated one, I'd like kill the other one off. And then they never got to kind of like, do enough damage to kill the Reavers that were working. So um, the Reavers actually still had their uh, void shields up too because the 
knights were coming in under the void shields, they didn't bother to knock them out. And um, yeah, yeah, it meant that so they couldn't get that range damage on you regardless, and they were just like, yeah, and I could, sh- I could shoot templates quick at- enough that, yeah, and I could shoot templates at myself too. And it wasn't hurting me. So it wasn't hurting me to shoot the melter gun at myself because then I'd just make my own void shield save with the other one. Um, so, yeah, yeah that, work, okay. that worked out pretty good. So I think there's definitely some some pretty good counters to them. And, and to, like, play the mission as well. So I didn't get drawn into, you know, trying to, trying to gun them down or whatever. I just, like, I picked a mission that was basically, like, run off the board. And then I put all of my energy that I could into running the Warhounds off the board. And so I got full mission points and then it was like, just try and survive now. Um, yeah. Whereas I think if I'd have got like goosed out a little bit by them kind of being everywhere, I might've got stuck into just fighting them in the middle and not playing the missions. So yeah, get good. That, that happens like in, I mean, 30 as Well, you know, like you, you play to the mission and you, you've kind of almost got to always remind yourself that there is a mission and you're not just playing, you know, kill points. Yeah. 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 Cause you can easily get distracted and go, Oh yeah, I'm going to hunt this fucking unit down. Yeah. Oh wait, if I'd only just done this instead of move them over here and claim that objective, like, yeah, that, that would have worked more in my favor. Yeah, definitely. I get, yeah. I think I get suckered into that a little bit too, with the bloodlust. Like I, I end up just going, uh, I reckon I can wipe, I reckon I can wipe the table clean here and then you don't and you're like, oh, fuck, like this guy's been sitting on objectives the whole game and now I'm fucking, like I've got, you know, I've got 10 points and they've got 30 or whatever. So um, that was I think like... that's the only way I've ever won games. It's just by playing the, playing the, the mission, mission with the other guy not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how I got, um, that's how I got smoked at ACT actually. Like I didn't, didn't play the mission. I got suckered into fighting in the middle of the table and Michael John, who... Um, had basically, I think he ended up winning uh, Princeps in Euros over the weekend, so he got the the most amount of kind of the wins, and he had a perfect record of five and zero. Like his, he was playing his mission the whole time, but also engaging me too. So even while I got some windfalls, like I managed to take out his um, Princeps in Euros, and you know I had some like good traction, and it was pretty close at the end. It was never close at the end because I was never playing my mission. So I think I got my secondary, but he got his primary and his secondary. So we we weren't even close, man. He f- fucked me up, which was cool. It was a good lesson. Yeah. Like, yeah, you got to kind of keep your head on the whole time. Yes, yeah, exactly. But I would uh, 100% recommend going, dude. It was a great weekend. It was really good fun. And same for, for AT too. Like, we had a pretty small squad, but um, it was just so nice to go and hang with the dudes and the event was really cool and the venue was really cool and we had some really good games so yeah yeah have you yeah. have you picked a night house yet or are you going custom <clears throat> i think i'm gonna go custom i've because i was you know obviously as like i was saying before i'm building this this castigator in 28 mil scale at the moment yeah um and when i plan for that i always wanted to to kind of do my night around like the Forge World of Riser. Yeah. Just because it's like, it's close to Baal, it would make sense that, like, you know, the Blood Angels would have a bit of a relationship with these guys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and there isn't rules in AT for, for those guys because they're not really a night house, per se. They're just like mechanic of knights. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and their scheme I really like. It's kind of like this metallic orange and white contrasting colors yeah um, nice 
So yeah, I'm gonna give that a crack, see how that turns out, and if it looks good in the in the 28 mil, I'll um I'll just do the same in in Titanicus. Yeah. And, and then obviously, if I want to add like night, you know, sorry, Titans down the down the track, I mean, uh, Legio Crucius is from from Riser as well, so yeah, I could do them, and it all kind of sticks into the same thing. Do they in the back of the um, Molek book? No, hang on, I think it was Titan Death book. Oh, I've got it right above me. Let's have a little squeeze. Um, did you? Did they have anyone that was aligned with Crucius? They had a, like a pretty fucking loose. Here we go. So Crucius. What is it in Molek? No, I it's in. Oh, it's it's only. This week. Yeah, this maybe it's listening. two dudes looking through books. Yeah, here, hear the sound of my pages. Oh, ooh, hard copy, hard copy. Um, they don't have Crucius in there, but they did list a bunch of other bullshit ones. So. Um, because they didn't fight at Betagarman, they did not appear in that book. But maybe it's in Molech. They might have something in the back yeah, there. Maybe in Molech, because, yeah, Crucius is in, in Molech. Yeah. Tom's uh, Tom's Crucius stuff looked great. I'm pretty sure he had Crucius, actually. Now I better double-check. But, um, yeah. It was, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've seen photos of it. This shit's fucking sick. Yeah, it looked awesome, man. Hey, you need a, you need a hobbygram, bro. Because you don't post your stuff on your own thing, do you? Sorry, you don't. You cut out there for a sec. I was going to say you don't put your um, you don't put your stuff up on your gram, do you? No, I don't. And I know mainly, it's just I, I I've used that really exclusively in the past just for like work shit. And, yeah, you know, like bars and restaurants, and talking to other chefs and and shit like that. Yeah. So I I was actually thinking the other day. Of, of just setting up like a, a, hobby, a hobby account, yeah, and then yeah, posting all my stuff up there. But yeah, I, I, I post, try and post pretty regularly on like the the uh, WA 30k page and even like the the 30k Blood Angels page as well. It's international. That like, I try and be pretty active on there. Just I don't, I noticed a while ago, like a few months ago, like it just seemed like. It was quieting down a bit. Yeah. You know, I was talking to Ryan about it as well, like, just about the time of, like, the last wasteland. And that. It just seemed like a lot of people worldwide kind of dropped off a bit. It was like, oh, we, we kind of decided then like, we should make more of an effort. Just, you know, if everyone just makes that little bit more of an effort, then, you know, it might just help stimulate everyone as a whole. Yeah, I think so too. And it, maybe it's, a f- like, a forced thing to get into at the start, but then pretty quickly afterwards you can start rolling, um, you know, like it becomes a bit more organic. It's like, you know, like what they say about smiling, you know how if you kind of like, you make yourself smile and you you make yourself smile for a little bit, like suddenly then you just start to smile. So yeah, it's probably the same with that. You're, you're right. Like the WA group, I think, I feel like we've always struggled a little bit with um, input, like commu- communal input. There's a lot of people who look, but there's not a lot of people who contribute. And when you see like most of the events have now fallen on Marcus to kind of do something about at the moment in WA, um, I think people are kind of pretty happy to ride that and get their biannual event, but like who's next? And, you know, he's, he's got a full-time job and two kids and has to drive in from Byford and all that kind of shit too. Like, Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't just put it all on 
on one person. No, and I think we've all got you know we've all got stuff to do online and things to do when we get home, and I'm sure most people um, are taking photos of what they're doing as well, or can take photos of what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not hard. Like, oh yeah, it can be intimidating too. You know, like. Yeah, I think Josh. You know, when you say this. But, you know, in, in WA especially, there is some fucking shit-hot painters. Yeah. You know, like, and, you know, I, I even, I, I think, you know, in a group chat, even, like, Jai down in Albany was saying, he's like, oh, like, I don't really like posting pictures. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't, I don't think myself's the great. And it's like, well, fuck, that's a bit shit. Like, yeah. you know, no one... No one's going to no criticize one, everyone anyone. in the community. Like no one's going to turn around. And be like, that shit, you're an idiot. But, yeah, oi, they'd be uh, fucking. Everyone, they'd be dead if they everyone did. I've met. Yeah, and everyone I've met here is like super supportive. And, yeah, yeah, you know, just want. It doesn't matter if you're not going to win like God and demons, but you know, just having your your shit painted is fucking cool. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, if we can any all this shit that we do, like posting pictures of it and that, you know, it's just encouraging for everybody else to yeah, you know, paint more and get all their shit based and, and mm. looking good. I think never has anyone really asked a question and been shot down as well. Like I guess we see too, like event attendance has really dropped off a fair bit. I think um was it the last skulls was down to like eight guys and I think the first one I went to was thirty or something. So it's kind of funny because most of those people probably still have heresy armies, but maybe the perceived yeah. lack oh, of. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the same boat. Like I've never been to, a, been to a Skulls event. Like I've never been to an event here in in Perth run by anybody. Yeah, and like that. You know, I realized like last year, like nah, that's fine. Like, you know, so. I'm, well, you I'm you really love it. You love it too. Like you love it so much. You love the game. You love the fluff. You love the painting. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, but I mean, I understand it's hard when you're in a business and a lot of people have children and that kind of stuff. Like it's it's tough to line yeah. the line the days up. Yeah, exactly. And it's not always going to work out. But yeah, I'm re- I'm really trying, especially this year, to put in a lot more effort. And yeah, you know, I said I'm definitely going to the next skulls. Yeah, and you know, I want to go over to Adelaide. His event, like Chris's event, and yeah, if I think that's the, there's another wasteland this year. Like, I'll definitely be there. Well, he was talking about it. Um, yeah, August and and running it back at um, Albany again. Oh, even though he's living up here. Now. Yeah, I think so. I we were sort yeah, of talking cool. like I think he was saying for the the um, maybe the convenience of having it up here. I think the cost would have been a lot higher or something like that. So, yeah. you know, having it down there, it still makes it feel like a, you know, a camping weekend or whatever. Um, and it, that hall's that hall's pretty good and the environment down in Alps is pretty good. Like, it's a good place to go, so. Yeah, exactly. It, it makes for, like, a really nice kind of weekend, too. Yeah. You know, like, go away and just, yeah, it's just nice being out of town, let alone being out of town and get the place and, like, really awesome 30K games. So. Yeah. How's um how's Tony going? He's still pretty fired up. Yeah, oh the guy's a fucking beast, man. <laughs> he just he just painted his gillum and it's fucking insane. Yeah? Yeah. Hey where can but, we where can we see his stuff? Does he share it anywhere in particular or not? Yeah, yeah. He he posts a little bit on the Oh, actually. Has he got a gram or what? No, he posts because we he posts most of it in like a, a Perth thirty K group chat. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Which I think you were a part of in the US. Man, I pulled the shoot on everything. I'm not surprised. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I, well, that's the thing we're talking about. Like, I, I get resentful of the group chat because I see so much momentum in the group chat. And then why is the group dead? Because not everyone's in that group chat. And there's other dudes out there who might, you know, we, I think I see like a couple of guys a week. Nah, maybe not. Maybe a couple of guys a month will try and join the WA forum. And they they come in and it's like a fucking tumbleweeds blowing through the streets of our main group. But then maybe there's a group, you know, like the chat groups are going on and pumping in the background. It's, I don't know, it's funny. Yeah, like a, a, you, yeah. yeah, it bums me out. That's why I, I usually end up pulling the shoot on those. But then you pull the shoot on social media all the time anyway. Yeah. I, I saw the other day you were replying to one of your one of my accounts. Yeah, one of my own accounts. <laughs> it was like Jack Campbell was speaking to Jackie Charles. Jackie Rambler. I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm pretty sure they're the fucking same dude. <laughs> yeah, I think I was talking to Tom Gould through two accounts. Like I'd, I'd logged on to like my, my human sports one and I'd posted something in the Mournival group and then me like nerd, Nerd me had replied back to Tom from another account. As well. <laughs> yeah, that was that was actually really funny. At um at acts like Hollis didn't know what to read my name out as, so he was like, "Oh, and the winner of uh, Engine Kill," <laughs> and he was like, "I don't know what name you want to go by, but let's just say uh, Jackie Campbell." <laughs> and I came up, and and everyone was kind of having a bit of a chuckle about that because. Yes, many, many names, many accounts. I think there's four active accounts I've got on Facebook at the moment, but two of them I can't get into. Um, See, well, I'm keen to see the Nighthouse anyway. Have you, what models did you pick up for it? Um, I bought that, like, Night Battle Force. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's got, like, six Night, six Questorus, four uh, Serastus, two Perfirons. Yeah. And then. Did they put terminals in that? Interestingly, the Warbringer comes with the terminal now. You fucking serious? Wow, that's they should just do it for everything from the, the start. Terminal separate is yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah, I'd ha- I'd happily pay more. Terminal separate. I spent like forty dollars on fucking terminals. Yeah. Anyway, so I got that. I got another box of Serastus, and then I've got another sprue of Questorus. So I got nine Questorus, six Serastus, and two Perfirons at the moment. Yeah, okay. Nice. That's a good start. So, yeah, I, I like having not read any of the books yet. Nine, six, two. Rules, I was like, well, that just seems like it's a a bit of everything to start with and we'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. That's probably, what do you got there? You've got about 500, 700, 150. You've got about 1,100 points there, I think. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good, man. That's like a, a decent starting force for sure. I think as well, like at this, at the smaller points levels, they'd, it's probably like, you know how in 30k, how armies kind of equalize at a certain points level, but then under or over the points, like the power balance can shift a bit. So like if you play militia at a thousand points, you're going to have a really hard time. Maybe probably just because of the bodies and the cheap weapons and all that kind of stuff as a Marine player. Yeah. But then if you play them at 3000 points, it's like you've got the tools that you need to be able to deal with them and the extra bodies they've got don't really account for much more and they're sort of yeah, lim- limited yeah, by their... Yeah, you access to those like large blast templates and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. They're hard counter. Yeah, yeah. And you can rinse rinse a lot easier then. I, um, 
Yeah, I think AT could be like that as well. I bet there's probably a sweet spot with the night houses. Like it didn't seem. I thought I thought it would seem pretty even at sixteen hundred when we played the other day. That that seemed right. But I wonder kind of what happens if you get to two k, or if you go back down to a thousand. I'd like to do more intel there. Like have more have more research games. So once I get mine, I might kind of grossly play some test games against myself and just see how they go. Yeah. Yeah. You, Jackie Rumble can play Jackie Chili's. Yeah. Yeah. The boys, I'll get the boys together. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, Alice Springs, most similar gaming club. <laughs> yeah. It's one dude and he's like seven split personality. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have thought about that actually, just to run some simulations, because you can you can math hammer a bunch of stuff, but you can't really account for random dice rolls. And I think if I played, if I played aggressively as myself every time that I swapped sides of the table, I wonder how that would turn out. Yeah, well, look, you always hear about um, like ch- pro chess players do that. Yeah, they try and beat themselves from both sides. Yeah, yeah, players like aggressive as they can on both sides. Yeah, right. Nice. But, I don't know, maybe you're on summit. Yeah, yeah. You can be even more neck beardy. Oh, it's true. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm just growing the mustache. Super fit sportsman that secretly plays Warhammer against himself in the basement. Yeah, yeah. Like a fucking tennis pro or something. A chess pro, <laughs> t- chess pro, tennis pro hybrid. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. I'll keep that under my hat, but I've got a night, a night house on the way as well. So I've got four four Porphyrons, I've got um, six Lancers, six Acherons, because I, I got the 3D prints for the Acheron Flamer and Chain Fist. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that, like, you posting it ages ago. Yeah, it's, it's good, yeah, man. I've seen a couple other people with them as well. They look cool, dude. Yeah, 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 they're really nice, nice, and they look, you know, I was a bit sort of sceptical. I had a bloke up here print them on a resin printer, and they came in this clear red. I couldn't really tell what was going on and it looked a bit bit weird. Like it was a bit hard to kind of grasp what the thing was. But as soon as Primer went over the top, I was like, fuck, this is like proper scaled down, basically scaled down 28 mil perfectly. And I think if anything, the detail and scale of those is better than the detail of the Serastus kits themselves. Like, cause they've kind of accentuated the details a bit. This almost seems to be like a real scale down of the actual kit. So, yeah, yeah, it looks. Oh, looks, that's cool. Man. Yeah, yeah. So six and six, and then I've got. Um, I think I've got nine Questorus now, and I was pretty impressed with how um, Sean's double gun guys were going at ripping buildings down and stripping shields. So we played destructive buildings. I, I I've never played destructive buildings before, and we ran destructive buildings for the whole event because I think everybody on the east is playing destructive buildings 24 seven and the knights were doing a really cool job. Sean had them in this kind of like overlapping fire move forward thing. So the, the shooting knights would rip down a building and then the combat knights would move through it. And so they were kind of just eating their way across the battlefield and leapfrogging each other. And then, you know, when it came to combat, like they would, you know, rip the shields down and other ones would take shots or they get in under the shields and take their shots. It was, they definitely had some utility going for the, um, the gun pig version as well as the close combat version. Yeah, they're nice. Mm. But yeah, I think you'll have a good time, dude. And you've still got Titans as well, don't you? 
I've like, got a Warlord, yeah. Oh, I thought you had some Reavers for some reason as well. No, no, I ended up like uh, ages ago on one of the buy and sell swap pages. There was a guy with kind of half the uh, Grandmaster edition that he was flogging. And it was it was really cheap. I think I got a Warlord and like three Questorus, so it was like 100 bucks or something. Awesome. I was like, yeah, cool. I'd, yeah, even if I never touch it, it's a good deal, so I'll just get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll either use it or you know, someone else will, will need it. So Yeah, and you can easily sell it on for that price again. I wonder, yeah, exactly. I wonder, like, it's it sort of was a bit sad, I think, the way that the game was launched with that, that set. And then, you know, I think a lot of the battle reports that were online kind of reflected the limitations of the box and the format. And then that was kind of like a bit of a stop for most people. And um, yeah, it'd be not a first impression for someone who knew nothing and just saw that. Yeah. And then, or maybe like saw a battle report or whatever. And like, oh, it's like, you just stand on the opposite like side of the table. Yeah. And sh- shoot each other out. Yeah. And the Knights die, yeah. die immediately in one turn to a volcano cannon. So there's kind of no point having the Knights on the table at all. Most of the time. Um, and by the sounds of it from what, you know, like I've heard from you and other people and, and that, that, have, that have played Titanicus a bit, like it's really not a, like a fair representation of, of what the actual game is like. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, the event on the weekend, only half the people had Warlord Titans and only one guy had a double Warlord. And so Tom, Tom brought a double Warlord. I think James, um, Michael from the Eye of Horus, and then Michael John, they all had Warlords as well. And then all the rest of us just had Light Maniples. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, like, they're definitely not critical to the game and to, to, you know, like, have that as your flagship representation of the game when you first get it. It definitely wasn't, wasn't a move, wasn't a smart move. Yeah, they, they struggle a bit with, I feel, just, like, launching game, new games, but in general, kind of, you know, like, yeah. Uh, like just seeing everything as it gets released, like you know, they get a couple of things right, and then there'll always be one thing about it or something that's just like, "Whoa, really?" Yeah, you know, whether it is the price or you know the the models and that, and then also I think you know it comes in play now. They've launched so many games. Yeah, yeah, and it's like cool. Like how often are we going to get like new shit for that? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that was a bit of a fear with the. I just I built up a bunch of jets the other day for the Aeronautica Imperialis because I want to build a 30k era um, like navy of some description, like a Sons of Horus navy with the Thunderbolts, Marauders, and then the Lightnings coming out soon. But I yeah. saw saw someone in the Adelaide group as well say like, you know, I sort of thought Aeronautica was going to become like the stillborn child of GW, you know, like punch oh, this. Me too. Yeah, I saw it and I was like. Well, that's never going to get another release. Like, yeah, I money on it. I was shocked when I saw the other day that yeah, they'd announced like I know. stuff coming for it. I was like, wow, I like, I did not see that coming at all. But maybe they've turned a corner there as well because I know they did a lot of hiring for specialist games, and they've didn't done. You know, I understand that they've done a bit of restructuring there, and um, you can see with like the dump of. Um, the latest Titanicus stuff. Like, this is the biggest amount of stuff that they've released since the launch. 
you know, and then like, if you think about the I launch. Mean, and look at the speed at what, like, recently, you know, a lot of 30K stuff's come out. Oh, yeah, that's been We've amazing. a lot more yeah, stuff yeah. previews. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I, I'm always optimistic, like, you know. Yeah, well, hopefully they've just gone through a bit of a dark patch. Like, we can't change the pricing thing, and that's always going to be, a like, a dog move that'll be, you know, a black mark against the name as far as Australians are concerned. And, you, you know, Kiwis and, and everything as well. But, um, you know, at least if they're kind of committing to games and continuing to release and support the product. Because I think, I feel like, unfortunately as well, the community is a little bit based around consumption of new things. So if you've got those releases coming out, it kind of keeps the momentum generated, even when the community's kind of, you know what I mean? Like we can all paint, yeah, paint oh, and def- share. Definitely. Yeah. But and if there's I, nothing I feel new. That's just how humans work on, on a base level in general, you know, like yeah. if. Well, you, know, you mean, probably know with the, the menu, right? Like you're if you're really not really into, you're really into like NFL. Yeah. Right. But if, Say after this Super Bowl, like, oh, no more NFL, like, NFL's cancelled. Like, you know, you would kind of be a bit, like, bummed out, and probably a lot of people would, and you would see over time that, like, yeah, interested in the sport as much. And and the thing, like, I wouldn't be then going back and watching old games. I'd probably be like, oh, well, you know, NFL's done. Like, that, that time has passed. I don't watch football anymore. So, yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, yeah, if they keep coming out with new games, then I keep being invested and, you know, all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, 100%. So I I think it, it just kind of gives a little kickstart to everyone's kind of motivation and enthusiasm about the game. Yeah. Has any of the new, oh, shit, new shit tickled your fancy at all? Man, I kind of, it's. I feel it's like a controversial opinion, but that, that new artillery thing that's a backwards Sakana. Oh, here like we go. It. Oh, who doesn't like it? Oh, I, I feel the general consensus is that that people don't really dig it. The, oh. you know, the, the rules are the, like, they see the rules as well and they're like, oh, it seems a bit 40K-ish to me and that. But yeah, I, but, I reckon it's a sick model. Yeah. I'll always play stuff that looks cool. Yeah, I yeah. Suck about the rules, really. No, and I mean, really, what's the problem with advent? Like, there's so many different weapon types and different ways that they activate. I, I don't feel like you need to make new rules for the sake of making new rules, but if they've come up with a cool new mechanic that they want to try, like, fucking come at us, man. Like, it, with, the game needs to grow and develop. So, um, yeah, I, I saw the criticism about that, you know, in particular, the, the, you know, if it hits this unit, it does this many hits. If you... You know, if you push it, then it'll do this many hits. And um, the look didn't bother me at all. Because I guess it, it does have common features in the side hole with the Sakaran. But, you know, why would you not? Like, so many tanks in World War Two used similar componentry and chassis so they could switch things over. Like, you've got to assume that these guys are trying to mass-reduce all of this sort of stuff. That's why the Predator's yeah. on a rhino hull and, and that kind of thing too. Like, I... I don't know, in my head I kind of always thought it would be cool if the Sakaran was to become one of those universal chassis as well, where they were like, here's the troop carrier version, here's the um, the artillery version, here's the tank hunter version, you know, all that sort of stuff. So they've got tank hunter now, they've got the artillery version, they've got, you know, if they brought out a troop carrier and you had like a mid, can you imagine if you had like a mid-armoured 
maybe 15-man troop carrier, somewhere to sit in between the Spartan and the Rhino. That would be yeah. oh, that would be useful, I'm, right? I'm all for Mossatar and variants. I, I think it's it's one of the nicest looking chassis. Oh that, fuck yeah! That they do like it's yeah. fucking shit hot. Yeah, and the ang- like um, the angles so, on it look yeah. look really cool. They kind of make sense too. So you know, like good shell deflection, and um, I think the approach angles are probably pretty decent when it's driving around the battlefield. So yeah, cool tank. Yeah. And the saber, the saber, the back a touch or whatever, you yeah. Know, and was like, yeah, there's an assault ramp for it or whatever. Like, yeah, sick. Yeah, and then fifteen angry blood angels charging out the front. Yeah, hard. What's the? I'd buy, I'd buy two. What's the blood angels group like on Facebook? Yeah, it's good, man. You can see it's like there's a good mix, I think, of like really. Like amazing painters and yeah. people that are, are, you know, just starting out, and you, you know, everyone's like super helpful and encouraging. Yeah, and someone posts it, something, and then someone's like, "Fuck, how do you do your red?" Yeah, and like, oh, the next reply is you know five paragraphs step by step. Yeah, awesome. Of, of how they've done it, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good to see, man. Like, and then like, I joined the. The salamanders one as well because I was kicking around the idea of doing a, a couple of little salamander boys. Yeah, okay. And um, yeah, that one's the same as well. Like you know. Yeah, I love. Um, I actually really thought about doing them recently. That that last, I like. I built up around. I think it was about two and a half thousand points of centurion infantry, ready to go and and sold them on when we moved up here. But I had Sally's in mind for them, and I was. Aiden actually sent me through Matt Kane's approach to painting the Sallies in the way that they were done for the Forge World Studio Army. They look fucking yeah. awesome, like that really vivid green. Um, yeah. yeah, cool, They're fucking cool, man. cool looking dudes. Yeah, and like I know, like I've, I've I've said before when I've I've been on the podcast, you know, like I regularly play with quite a small a small group, you know. Yeah, there's like three four of us and you know, so i was thinking all right i want to do a little zm force like 1500 points or something different all right cool like you know no one has this like a couple of guys have multiple armies so yeah. hey who yeah, else who cool, else no did i got that who else did i meet down at the um the skulls with tony was it dave dave no oh jason jason that's Bar-wise. it yeah shouts out yeah, jason Bar-wise is fucking beast mate this guy dude this guy paints quicker than i've ever seen anyone in my fucking life really and it's good like yeah 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 yeah. finger painting no his shit looks good use an airbrush all hairbrush yeah like and he just knocks out he's got almost like every trader legion and some iron hands you know a couple of thousand points worth of each oh man i've heard of this guy you told me about him before oh shout shouts out jason lovely dude too nice guy so, oh, super awesome dude, and you know we always joke that when we all go around Tony's house to play or whatever, he's got new units. Like, oh yeah, he painted that at the red light. On the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Him and him and the Adelaide boys would get on well. You know, paint a entire fucking flotilla Promethium refinery in one night and uh, solder up some stuff, and he would do a new army at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Jason. He's. Fucking got a lot of shit painted. Hey, it's it's super impressive to see. 
Yeah. It's good, you know, and good on those guys as well. Like, obviously, you guys have got a pretty developed little scene amongst you guys, and you've got a lot of options to keep it fresh. And I think once you've got that good crew of mates, like, it's quite easy to keep playing the same guys and, you know, have a good time. But to, you know, go down to an event where there's new dudes and, and play some new guys is not the easiest thing to do as an older man. Yeah, no, but, it, you know, it, it is really good. It's always good to, to play with someone brand new with a, a brand new force. You know, they might pull out some some tactics or a list that, you know, you'd never thought of. You're like, wow, that's actually fucking awesome. But yeah, yeah. I think just think if you've got a small, small group that play regularly, you know, you, you've either got to have a whole lot of different stuff yeah. within a legion or a couple of different legions just so it... It is always fresh, you know, but yeah. I don't think any of us have ever run the same list twice against each other. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so just trying to, yeah, always do something different or you know, and you boys a different, different game mode, something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, you boys have got a few different um, tables as well, don't you? So you've got the ZMs and some outdoor tables and you've got your jungle table and you can kind of mix up the theme and environment quite a bit as well, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Which goes a long way. Like, yeah, It goes yeah. a long way in keeping games like fresh and exciting. And Yeah. I was blown away by the terrain at Active Heresy, man. It was fucking amazing. I was looking through some of the photos. The tables were unreal. Yeah. I, I put those ones in our group and then I, I kind of thought about taking them down because they just weren't a good representation. Like I felt bad taking fo- like phone camera photos of people's armies as well. Because I was like... It's- I, I heard Tim today listen to iHouse. He said the yeah. same thing. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I put up all these photos of the event, but you know, I don't think it... Like, they look good, but just keep in mind that you know they actually were like 10 times better than they look in photos. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd 100% agree, especially like um, Adam from Melbourne who he's, he's full circle hobby on Instagram and he's got those balled out thousand suns. Like that was hands down my pick. Oh, is that, I see that we were speaking before. I didn't know he was an Aussie bloke. Yeah, I didn't know he was an Aussie bloke either because I was like, oh, this is some some fucking wizard. Like, you know, like one I, of those. I've Europe- off multiple times to that comes Leviathan. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's wild. It's fucking hot. Yeah. And, and look, it. Is not it not only holds up because I think, you know, with mine with my stuff, I think it looks good under light, and I can take photos where you can appreciate the weathering and the detail. But then when you put it down on the table, it often looks dull and dark. I think his stuff, like if you get within a foot and look at it, you're like, it's all there under under table lighting. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know how he's doing it, but a hundred percent grandmaster wizard. You know, all those boys that came up, they were really good. Actually, we got a few of the Melbourne boys, or one of the Melbourne boys, playing um, AT as well over the night. Because I just said, like, I left my stuff out on the table, and I figured, like, if anybody wanted to have a game with it, they could go for it, just to try and get more boyfriends. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Always cruising for more dudes. Always cruising for dudes. Actually, I got hit up today. There was a guy that's uh, somehow on the gun train that's driving between Adelaide and Darwin. And he was like, oh, I'm in... Um, I mean, Alice Springs. And I was like, what? Fuck. Like one of the Eye of Horus dudes. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, you know, let me know. I'll ditch work and we can have a game. Like I didn't, 
yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I don't know. It's so far, few, uh, few and far between for me now. I'm going to have to fly for yeah. games and less. Um, yeah, any any chance you get, you're kind of chomping at the bit to yeah. roll some dice. Oh, yeah, big time, big time. So, yeah, I, I think if he comes up again, he'll probably bring something with him and then we'll be able to play a game either 30K or AT or something like that would be really cool. But I've got to do another yeah. small-scale army because the, there's a bit of chat going around about me bringing a night house down in July to Adelaide and it doesn't seem like it's wanted. So I probably have to figure out something else if I'm going to come and play. People, people don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People, true, because I always forget you don't have a small scale army. Now. Like, yeah, you don't have any gun pigs. No, like knights or amicus. Yeah, that's it now. So I'm, I'm going to have to cook something up. I, I feel like I've just maybe burnt myself on my marines a little bit. So I don't really know what to do next. What would you recommend? Like mechanicum, militia, solar. Man, look the. I'd say solar just because I, I, I fucking love those models. Yeah. The only reason I don't have a solar army is that I'm terrified to attempt to paint some of those models. Just for the detail, you mean? Yeah, just the detail, like, and the amount that that you would need. Like, you know, I just, like, yeah, I'm on a bit of a kick right now and I'm uh, able to smash out some painting, but I was like, whoa, I don't know. I don't know how I could make them look look that good, you know. Painting space yeah. marines isn't isn't that hard. There's a lot of just like flat surfaces, you know. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you get yeah, you get a fair I, way if with. If I had some more skills, like I would, I would definitely paint solar. I think you got the skills, but you're right. Like the time, the time's a bit scary. Maybe next time I order from um, Forge World, I'll put a squad of dudes in and just sort of see what happens. Because I was actually reading today I was trying to figure out the aeronautica imperialis airwing stuff and how to th- sort of 30k theme that and i've started painting some of them in sons of horus colors um mm-hmm. i was like i was doing a bit of research on uh Cthonia and you know whether they had a navy or how things worked back then or whether the army had aircraft or whether the sons of horus had like a you know a militia or solar auxilia kind of yeah, auxiliary, I guess. Um, and they had the, I think they were called the headhunters or something like that that I was reading about. And they basically had a Chthonian um, solar auxilia that was like particularly beastly hard cunts that were out there doing like terrible war crimes all over the universe. Um, unlike most of the other ones, which were kind of doing the good stuff, I think these guys were particularly bad. So I was like, oh, I could paint them. Like, I think that'd be yeah, kind of cool. You, you do like your, your nasty, angry boys. Yeah, so. yeah, bad boys. Bad boys for life. And they're black and red too, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, but also, like, didn't you... You were thinking of doing, like, an Iron Hands force at some point? Yeah, that was that um, Centurion yes. army that I built last time. It was Iron Hands yeah. or Sally's. So I was thinking of going, like... if you're going to do, like, Aeronautica, there's... I can't remember where I fucking read this. I think it's just in, like, the side red panel of one of the books. Yeah. It was, like, this Iron Hands dude that he was, like, an ace pilot, and he got hell fucked up, and instead of putting him in a dreadnought. Yeah, he's, like, chuck me in a jet. In a siphon. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, that, that would be sick for, uh, if you're doing, like, a more 30K 
Aeronautica. Yeah. You know, having him as kind of your, like the ace. your Tom Cruise. Yeah. I'm actually pretty excited about Top Gun, dude. <laughs> I haven't watched the new trailer. I know there was a Super Bowl trailer for it, but oh, Top Gun's sick. I, I haven't like seen the Super Bowl, Bowl trailer yet either. I've seen the Super... I watched the Super... We actually all watched it at work today and got super hyped up. We watched the Super Bowl Fast and the Furious trailer and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. It's like a whole... <laughs> now John Cena's in it. Oh my God. He's like, he's Dom's brother <laughs> or yeah, something like that. Oh, I, I watched that trailer and I was like, oh, I'll still go. Don't get me wrong. I'll still see the film. Yeah, me too. Like, if there's one thing I love in movies, it's absolute like, trash movies. And they know it's so bad now. They like they've leaned into it so hard. <laughs> it's fucking. I feel amazing. they've doubled down on the fact that like we're just churning out like yeah, real brain dead action films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's so joyous. <laughs> not not every film can be fucking Citizen Kane, you know. No. No, they, and these will be forgotten. Like, 100% the series will be remembered, but every individual film, no way. In the trailer, Letty gets, like, high-fived by a car while she's riding a motorbike, and Dom catches her on the bonnet of another car while he's, like, drifting <laughs> around a corner. And I was like, these people just are fucking indestructible now. It's so amazing. Like, I don't know, it just... It, we had, uh, yeah, we were all just, like, really excited and giddy, and then... Um, at the end of the trailer, they show uh, Han. He's like, he died in two or three yeah, or something like that. He died in Tokyo Drift. Yeah, and he just like yeah, s- strolls they, out. They realized like, quickly then they're like, oh, we introduced and killed like everyone's favorite character. Yeah. Everything's a prequel. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> now we caught up. Fuck, nah, he's alive again. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And he's still driving that bright orange, like, RX-7 that blew up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's straight back in that Vilside RX-7 like it's never happened. <laughs> yeah. Driving it across the dirt of Cuba or wherever they think John Cena comes from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I, I'm not going to lie. I watched it and I was like, this is going to be trash movie. I'm pretty excited for it. I don't think it could be as bad as the Hobbs and Shaw one, though. That was pretty... I haven't watched it yet. I haven't had a, haven't had a chance. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't rush. It, the, the funniest bit about it is, like, Statham rips into The Rock all the time. Like, they have these on-screen bands, and he just always seems to get the best of The Rock. Like, it could be the accent or the delivery or whatever, but his lines are significantly better every time they jibe each other. Um and that's, that's definitely worth a watch, the way that he just fucking rips down the rock all the time for just being a big meathead. Well, I was talking to, like, my mum the other day. Yeah. And my mum also loves, like, trashy films. Yeah. And she also has, like, a huge fetish for Jason Statham. Oh, nice. She just did nothing but rave to me about how good this movie is. Which one? It's amazing. Hobbs and Shaw. Are you kidding? And I was like, oh, yeah, just because Jason Statham's in it. Yeah. Like, Don't, yeah, but yeah, but no, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Your mum's a beast. <laughs> Between Jason Statham and Nick Cage, like, oh. if they put Nick Cage and Jason Statham in a film, like, game over for mum, hey? Yeah, she's got it on repeat for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So have you got any games dialed up? 30k for the um the coming weeks um 
Some of us are talking today in, not next Sunday, maybe the Sunday after at yeah. the game. And yeah, Tony was pretty keen to have some people around his place. So yeah, nice. Last couple of times, it's been like you know, me, Tony, Barwise, Ryan, and Rob. Oh yeah, have yeah. all kind of come around and and had like a, a big game together. So and that's that's always pretty cool. So they're all good dudes with like fucking awesome armies. So yeah, yeah, it's always a nice day. Yeah, nice. So yeah, sort that out. Um, but yeah, that's really it. And then I'm just going to start chipping away assembling this fucking castigator. Yeah, that'll be sick. I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'll, but I'll, man, like you said, bring your fucking knights that way. I'll play your knights. Well, that's what I'll I was... Just, I'll play four games against your knights. I don't give a fuck. Well, just bring bring the tools, man. Like, I, I think you've got them. Like, you can definitely shoot holes in knights, no worries. I don't know, I know, I... Yeah, I think it was Cat was talking last night. He's like, "Oh, you know, now now there's talk of you taking an easy and a hard list or something like that." And I was like, "I was just trying to be a nice guy, saying like I yeah. I can bring it with or without the porf. I can bring it with or without the atropos. Like, just let me know and I'll paint more shit." I think in a way too, it's kind of makes it harder because if the issue that you're having is dealing with super heavies, then the less super heavies on the table, the probably the better. Whereas if you are going to be struggling with the damage output more than the super heavies, then making me take more shit knights versus, yeah, I don't know. Like, it it seemed funny. It's like I could bum rush you with eight shitty Questorus with, you know, the the same weapons configuration, but they're still all super heavy, so they're going to be really hard to deal with. Or, um, Or you can shoot at less, but then they've got more destructive capability. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had, you know, oh, fuck. Like, I've never had anyone that I didn't want to play. I've never had a list where I didn't think I should have a go at it. Yeah. That, oh. Yeah. All right. You know, you might not fucking, like, you know, I might have four games against you and your knights. I might lose four times in a row, but I guarantee you I'll have a good time doing that. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to talk some shit and drink a bit and have a good time. So. We'll see how it goes. Maybe yeah. maybe it's all been blown up too in the ether of the internet. Like who knows? But I'm waiting waiting for him to get back to me. So if it works out, I'd like to come down anyway. But man, even if you because even if you're going to paint like a, another small scale force, yeah, I mean that's uh, you're pretty quick. But I mean that's oh I couldn't uh, I couldn't months we got? no 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 I couldn't oh. get I couldn't get solar done in that time or I wouldn't want to get an army done in that time frame. I don't think. I'd probably have to go half and half. So have like a something and then an allied allied night house and just go like maybe two of the basic bitch ones and some armages or something like that. Um, and then use that to kind of like bulk the points up, do like a thousand points or something and then maybe have yeah. 1500 points of knights or whatever. Yeah. 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 And you, the, the the thing that I saw a couple of people posting about actually and I thought the same thing is like because we all get a lot of stuff from uh, the People's Forge world. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit. The shops shops closed. At the the shops closed due to coronavirus. It's like, well, so I'll take the infected resin. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pump it straight into me. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time like anyone in Australia will probably ever clean resin with a respirator on. 
<laughs> you know how they tell you to do it, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, nah, she'll be right, mate." Like, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always shaving resin back and like huffing the dust, and who knows? <laughs> oh yeah, I've been doing that all day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's good for you. Right? Yeah, it builds character and cancer, especially when you're filing. You know, and you look at it and you're like, "Yeah, there's a fucking good little line there." I just Rack that up. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it's almost made to huff, isn't it? Like the way a, a mold line along the, the upper thigh of a castigator gets shaved back right into your nostril. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's meant to be. Yeah. It makes you paint better. Yeah, I keep... um, I keep looking because uh, it, was, it was meant to be like now that the gates were opening again because there was some little little biddies that I was keen on working on. But um, the People's Republic of Games Workshop has kindly brought to me the Nemesis Warbringer Titan. So I shall instead build one of those. Um, I was yeah. going to say, are you going to pick up the new campaign book? Because I think there's a few more night things in there. The Shadow and Iron. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up. Yeah, I mean, I've got all the other books, so I might as well just get get them as they come out. I'm sure they'll be like, if, even if there's no rules or anything I use in there, there's there's cool pictures to look at. Yeah, that's right. It's it's like I took them all down to, um, even though I've got everything on my iPad, I took them all down to Canberra with me anyway because they're just they're nice. You've got the physical books. I guess I'm in the habit from the old days as well of where you had to turn up to events with a physical book so that you could accurately represent the hard copied rules um yeah sorry accurate. but also like i mean i've got everything on my my tablet yeah same as well but i know it's i find it's almost like quicker and easier to just look at the physical sometimes if you've got it there yeah yeah i like the tablet yeah, for that if you need to go back and forth between a couple of the same pages like you can just it's easier with the know, thumb yeah it's easier with the physical yeah yeah, I've, I find sometimes I leave that open on different points as well. So I might have the hard copy book open on the... Yeah, I'll have like the main rule book open on the missions section, like the match play section. And then I'll have my iPad sort of hovering around that like advanced rules section where the reactor stuff is. But then you can do... I, I like the iPad because you can just punch in a quick keyword search and then you can find the thing that you need to look for. Whereas the book's obviously a bit harder. You've got to flick back and forth. And then the Titan Death... I actually had all three books out because Titan Death has got my Legio rules and then Moloch had the strategies that I was using because I was using the um, experimental weapon stratagem and the, uh, what was my one-point stratagem? I think it was Bloodthirst. So, yeah, it's, it's good. And you're right, they look cool. I like flicking through them and looking at the pictures. Yeah. I mean, this is like the same reason why, you know, you buy the fucking black books as yeah. well when they come out, you know, it's like, all right, it's got like obviously rules and campaign stuff in there, but those color plates are like, that's what I want those black books for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's funny how much the color plates mean. Yeah. If they brought one out and it didn't have them in, you'd be like, Ooh, this is a bit dirty. Well, even, even the most recent one, it like, you know, straight away people are like, Oh, we're down like three from the average amount of color plates. Oh, you're kidding? The black books. And people, no, I haven't. people were fucking angry. Oh, really? I was. I was a little <laughs> bit. I was like, man. Yeah. Why is, it, why is there less color plates in this one? This yeah. 
Oh, you just fucking double them for us and then put some colouring in pages in the back as well. Like, we're all simple fucks. That's why we're still playing games at the age of 35 or whatever. How old are you, man? Yeah. I'm 30 now. I turned 30 in November. Oh, you're just a wee baby. I didn't realise. You're so travelled and accomplished. I thought you were an old man like me. No, no, no. It's just years of working in the kitchen it's just made me look like I'm like 45. The toil. All the all the grease, like all the splashback, has burned all the youth that you previously had out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's something about being like exposed to heat for that amount of time too. It must be hard on your skin. Yeah, you shoot uh, and you shoot blanks. Oh, really? Chefs, yeah, chefs shoot blanks? Are you kidding? Well, no, that, you know, not not mm. everyone, but there's like higher higher chance apparently. Yeah, right. Because we're like always standing in front of the stoves and ovens. and Yeah, yeah, you your know, board temperature is too high. Kite. Yeah, the direct flame is usually kite, so. Yeah, right. Yeah, wow. it just uh, scrambles I, your, your boys. I think that's the same with, um, with athletes as well. Like a lot of athletes end up having daughters because they're like you on average run hotter nuts than most people because you're like running around with shorts on or you got cycle shorts on or, or you're like your body, your average body temperature is higher all the time. Um, yeah. Or yeah. Or infertility as well, I guess. Wow. Do you know a lot of chefs with so da- daughters? That, it's like, you know, I know a lot of chefs that have like multiple children. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's probably not, yeah, not true, but I uh, Hey, sh- chefs? Someone t- told me that when I was like a, a young apprentice, and I was like, "Cool, it just stuck with me." Yeah, chefs. At that mo- at that moment, you stop pulling out immediately. You're just like, "I'm blasting the whole mate. I'm I'm going in like Luke on the Death Star." <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Kids, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Oh, sick! We'll start fire up a hobby, uh, hobby gram, and um, and let me know because I'd be keen to get in on following you. I'd love to see some some of the BA progress as well. I think your like your stuff is one of those things I particularly like to see because I see how much you've done in such a period of time, and I guess the way that you've you know cultivated the skills through the painting class and you know all that sort of stuff. It's really cool seeing your work. So. Yeah, it'd be good to oh, good to see a bit more of it online as well, and I'm sure other yeah. other cats would dig it too because your your blood angels don't really look like most people's blood angels, right? Like Not the, from what I've seen, the I reds mean, the like, reds a, a bit different. Go for more, you know, darker, deeper reds than that. And yeah, like San, Sambo's reds here in my corner with fluoros. Fluoro red, yeah. Sambo's stuff's like a almost like a bit of a plum plum kind of red color, isn't it? Yeah, sort of like a, a burgundy yeah. thing, which, you know, it looks sick as well. You know, it's yeah, nice definitely. It's a, a right and a wrong way, but, yeah, I just I just like bright, vibrant colours. Did you get Sanger? Have you got the model for Daddy yet? Not yet, not yet. He's, he's, him and Ralderon are on my, my list for, for next purchases. Was Ralderon um, the homie that was um, wiping the sword? Yeah. Yeah, okay, nice. Yeah, I really rate him. I, I think that was another thing people were were a bit like iffy about, like that model, like the sword, especially or something. I think. No, I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I can't remember it being bad. 
Um, no, I don't think anyone was bad. I think we were just like, oh, it's because it... But you know how most of the other guys, like they, they might have a diorama base, but if you take them out of the diorama base, you know, they don't look like they're, they're meant to be in it type thing. Yeah. You know, whereas I think like Railrun and Sanguinius as well, really, but they, they kind of look a bit, bit funny out of their diorama base. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking at him now on the, like when he's backed up to the pillar and wiping his sword, it kind of makes a bit more sense than if he's standing in the open and wiping his sword. Yeah, especially because there's like that that demon arm or whatever I think is in front of him. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, it's a bit more. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense when you see it all together. Yeah, yeah. It's um the same with Sanguinius, man. You look at Sanguinius without the diorama base, and he's just kind of on that rock. Yeah, it looks like he's it, surfing, like dropping in on a wave or something. Yeah, but you put him in the diorama, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, so makes that, sense. Pose makes a lot more sense. Yeah, kill shot. Whereas you look at like you know the other primarchs, like you look at like um, even like Magnus and Russ, who you know they obviously their diorama bases go together. Like, yeah, they don't. If you saw them without the diorama base, you would just think it just looked like a cool model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's not not required for the vibe. The um. Yeah. Exactly. The Blood Angel stuff is funny, isn't it? I'm just looking at Raleron now. The detail is really crisp. And obviously they've got like a clean, refined aesthetic across the board. So it makes sense there. But when you see them versus the Dark Angel stuff that's coming out now, it's very... It looks like two very different schools of design or like making the armor or whatever. Like the... I think the Blood Angel stuff looks very minimal and then there's kind of big details placed in spots and they've got that beautiful kind of trim everywhere. But then when you look at the Blood Angel stuff, it seems like they've got smaller detail, um, but it's kind of set more saturated across the models. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, it looks, yeah, the Dark Angel stuff, it's, you know, they've got like lots of bits yeah, attached to their armor and hanging off, and that. Whereas all the Blood Angel stuff, it's kind of more open. Yeah, more open, like just ornate trim and more open spaces. Yeah, I wonder if anyone's. Yeah, I mean, I I did hear some people saying, you know, they thought, oh, the Blood Angels are meant to be all like embellished and that. Why does the Dark Angel stuff look more kind of fancy? Yeah, like I see where they're coming from. I don't think I necessarily agree with it. Yeah. You know that I think the Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to word it properly, but yeah, I just I, f- I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think they they do look very like like I said, two different schools of style. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing, man. Like it just makes you know, it's a perfect counter to that argument when people say like, oh it's thirty K just Marines on Marines. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well look at this. No, but if you are in Marine versus Marine, like, look at these. These are two Marine armies. Look how different the aesthetic is yeah. before they're painted. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, so, just, yeah. I'm looking for... I do think that Dark Angel stuff's fucking nice, but... Yeah, it's pretty wild. They really, t- they really run the line with kind of being... Too much? A bit too over the top, but I think they're very much on the, the right side of that line. I think... It- 
for me, something I struggle with with um, some of the 30k armies, like if you look at the special units and special characters of the word bearers, for example, they're so different to a base mark four set or a base mark three set or a base contemptor or a base rhino that it's a f like it, it kind of breaks the visual coherency for me looking at those armies versus the base stuff because the the style is different it's much more chaotic they've got all the runes all over them all the graphics all of the gubbins all the little like um you know little books and scrolls and all that kind of bullshit like there's a lot of bullshit on those models and then if you're trying to put them in a cohesive army with the um like just the standard marines they look out of place and i think the the blood angels actually and I, it's not something i considered before but looking at ralderon like you could put ralderon at the head of base tax squads base Terminators yeah, base, and he would look fine. And he would look fine. Whereas I think the Dark Angel stuff also toes that line too of being so detailed that you probably actually like you know I know that with yours you've got you've got quite a few of the heads and stuff, haven't you? So heads and shoulder pads and that kind of thing for your basic. Um, a couple of the shoulder pads, but yeah, the heads and the torsos I kind of like scatter them throughout. Yeah, you know, my assault squads have all heads and and chest yeah and then you know like the heads on my sergeants and my tax squads are the the blood angel ones and and i think yeah i've just kind of thrown them around a bit here and there just to kind of tie it all together a bit yeah that definitely fits the aesthetic of the um the blood angel stuff too like you're you know like it all kind of ties in together really nicely whereas i think when you you'd have to go pro oh, well, like i don't know this is a pretty hard line here but i think with the dark angel stuff to get it all to look like it's in sync you'd probably have to go heads and torsos and shoulder pads on everyone and then and then it would kind of match because the special units and the characters have gone so far towards being ornate and detailed you'd be like the fuck are all these basic gum pigs doing like you know you can't you yeah. can't get a fucking tabard and you know put some wings on your hat and get out there yeah no look i've I think that's a fair point. I hadn't really thought of that before, but I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. But yeah, I think you'd have to really kind of snazzy up the the rest of your stuff. Like even, like you said, like base rhinos. Yeah, you know, like you'd. I think you'd need to to you know, put the doors on and some plates and some extra stuff and that. Yeah, really, you know, like deck them up a lot and that. Otherwise, they kind of look a bit too bare bones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, whereas with your guys, a nice paint job, you could probably get away with the decal kit and then maybe do some extra trimming. Like, I've, I've actually seen people with Blood Angels do painted trim, like painted gold trim on the red rhinos. And I thought that that looked sick because it's not, um, you know what I mean? Like, they've kind of hand-painted a border instead of having a physical border that somebody's made. And yeah, actually looked really, really good. Um, but you can do that with kind of planar kits and then the planar upgrades and the less ornate style of the armor that your guys have got and have it all look really cohesive. Yeah. And, and that's it. Like, you, you, when you're building an army, I feel like you've, you've got to try to keep that in mind a little bit, you know, that mm. having a cohesive look throughout the whole, the whole force. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't look like it's just like a bit tacked on at the, at the end. Yeah, definitely. I think I went wild, like a bit too wild with that 
on the Sons of Horus, and then I maybe didn't do enough of it on the Death Guard. So there's a bit of a happy medium there. Like you said, mixing some of it into the base squads and then picking maybe certain versions of units to go all in on, like put the heads and um, chests on all of the Assault Marines, for example. But that's a, that's a nice way to kind of scale that look up to the point where you get to special squads and then independent characters and, you know, character dreadnoughts and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you, that's good. Are you going to get any of those um, little saber saber tanks? I might do. Like, I think they're cool. I don't. I did see someone like made a conversion where they they didn't put the like the missile pods on the on oh, the side. Yeah. They kind of made a different missile pod. It was just like one one rack of like four missiles on the roof. That yeah, they were yeah, kind I of, saw like, that. Odd, where should I put it on the roof type thing? Yeah. I think that looks a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Um, just having those kind of four missiles on the side, I was like, that's just a bit weird. Yeah. But yeah, I might, I might get two of the um, the ones that have like the mini Sakaran tank destroyer laser gun thing on it. Oh, yeah, the little neutron beam. Yeah, the neutron beam one. Um just, yeah, I feel like that, that weapon loadout would probably work best with everything else I've got in my force. So It's really yeah, good yeah. good bang for buck. Like, the points the points efficiency on those, it's a cool-looking little kit, but the like the points, I think, for what you get, having the access to stun lock other um, vehicles with that neutron beam, and then, um, you know, on such a small, fast chassis, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah. And also that having like like fast tanks and, and fits what you guys like do armor value stuff. That's kind of a lot more like the theme of my force to begin with. Yeah, yep. You know, like I don't have you know, my biggest tank is a Sikaran. You know, everything else is like flyers or, or rhinos and, and stuff like that. Like it's a my theme was always like a very like fast moving kind of attack force. Yeah that wouldn't have, you know, like any artillery or, or, you know, it doesn't have any like slow moving vehicles or anything like that. Like, yeah. Like, it's quite quick. Yeah. Nice. I do like that about the, the blood angels, like Rob's, Rob's stuff's a bit the same, isn't it? I love that he, you know, super heavy is a fucking Thunderhawk. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's pretty cool. Like it's, it's ballsy cause it's not the, not the best thing to bring and it's fucking gigantic, but it's super cool seeing a Thunderhawk on the table. Yeah, we were playing a game the other week and we are talking about, like, Thunderhawks. He's like, oh, I've got mine in the car. <laughs> like, he's like, I keep it in the boot of my car because I don't really have anywhere in the house I can store something that big. So are you kidding? Oh, man, that's and, so funny. Uh, yeah, like, fucking, it's a cool model, dude. Like, yeah, I really like flyers in general. I've yeah, yeah. A pretty big hard-on for flyers, so, like, yeah, that's sick, but... I'd buy one. Yeah, I think you should. I don't know where I'd put the fucker, but... <laughs> yeah, I was looking at... Um, I think it's Dan... Which Dan is... I think it might be Dan from the UK, but he's he's a tattooist, and I think he's moved over to the US. And he's got really beautiful um, space wolves, and I think he's got a night house and a few other things. He's got these... He posted up something, and it was like these... Book bookshelves or display cabinets or whatever, and I was like, 
holy fuck, what are those? They look so good. And he had like big super heavies in there. And on each platform, he almost had, he actually did have an entire army sort of on each level. And um, yeah. he was saying they're barrister bookcases. And I was like, man, I need to get one of those. Like the way it had displayed his armies looked amazing. Yeah, dude. I, I think that's the issue. Like, you know, you, you grow these like big armies that are super cool. Yeah. And then you're like, where the fuck do I keep it? I know, keeping a Thunderhawk in your boot. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. I mean, I've got one of those like IKEA Desolf cabinets. Like, I'm sure you know so many people do. Yeah, I got one. And you know, we, some of us, like all that got that all have them. Like, we got like this little adapters thing that you can put in another set of shelves. Oh, okay. How'd that go? So you know how they've got like three shelves in them. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like we've got I, got, I got six in mine now. Just these little, like, supports for another shelf that you kind of screw into the the main, like, struts. And then we just got, um, like, plastic cut to, to fit. Oh, it, do, it doesn't come with the plastic? plastic? No. Okay. Um, so, but even then, like, having six shelves in one, I mean... It gets a bit crowded, eh? My my four thousand points of painted is four shelves like full. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna need another one pretty soon. And yeah. they they don't take up a heap of room, but no, they take up enough where you're like, oh, I can't have like four of these fucking things just kicking around in my bedroom. I remember with the nights that I have, and the I think I had about four and a half thousand points of Death Guard. Like, that was all three of the glass shelves in one of those Ikea cases. And then also the white, like, the bit on the base. I also had models in the very bottom, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I think for eight, for the AT stuff, because it's quite a low ceiling height on those models, I could definitely go, like, two or even three shelf expanders in the one pocket and try and get them. Did you get those little nubs on, like, eBay or something? or? Um... I don't know where Tony, like Tony got them. Yeah, um, okay. I'm not sure where where he got them from. I'll yeah. find out and I'll, I'll message you. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it was pretty handy, man. And then, yeah, he just got the, the plexiglass, like, cut. Yeah. Um, that probably wouldn't be that expensive either, hey? Size. Yeah. No, I don't think it was. I think, I want to say it was. it worked out to being, like, 60 bucks. To ex- the, expand it, the the extenders and the and the shelves. Yeah, nice. I'd probably get even potentially. <laughs> cool. I'm with you. Uh, I was going to say I might even just reshuffle the cabinet too, but if I got those extender things, like shift the glass plates down to a different arrangement because they're they're kind of. They could be at better heights, I reckon, for even the collection that I've got now, based on you know what the standard arrangement is with the metal bars. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might call it there, dude, because it's getting a little bit late. But good to talk again, and yeah, thanks, thanks for coming back on. Hours. Yeah. No, cheers for having me, man. That's all. I always enjoy just having a chat with you about you know, models and Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'd um I'd high five Letty with the car any day of the week, and like your mum, I have a mad crush on Statham as well. So we're in. 
Yeah. Oh, I think there's two types of people in the world. Those that, like, have a thing for Jason Statham and, and fucking liars. Yeah, yeah. Like, Communist liars. People who start <laughs> people who start bushfires and people who love Jason Statham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you either love Statham and the koalas or you're a cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about that. 480 billion koalas have died, mate. It's fucking serious. Yeah, but they're pretty slow. Oi, there's not one Australian animal that I could give a shit less about than a koala. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to edit this out, but like... <laughs> to me, ca- kangaroos are dog food, emus make a tasty burger, um, and koalas are just so pointless. They're so pointless. And they're like, they're rude up, up in person as well. Like, and they've all got chlamydia. Like, maybe the, maybe the fires are the best thing that's come for them. They make a fucked up noise too. Don't like, they scream or something? Yeah, but they, they kind of have this like real like deep bassy like, I don't know. It's a cross between a scream and a growl, but at really like low levels. It's fucking weird. They make a weird noise, man. Just Google it. Yeah, right. Koala growling noise. It's fucked up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I. That almost sounds like a pissed off gorilla or chimpanzee or something. So it's not like a like a cum noise, like a low low hum cum noise. It's more of like an aggressive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They might also make that <laughs> yeah. noise. Uh, <laughs> they're a weird fucking animal, man. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the fire sorted them out. R.I.P. R.I.P. Koalas. An aggressive cum noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't realize, but when they're giving you the warning shot, it's literally a warning shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always popping off rounds like. <laughs> they know. They know they've got chlamydia, man. Yeah. Not afraid to trying to spread it around. I wonder if it crosses over. I bet you someone's tried to find out. Creepy fucks. <laughs> All no, those- it does. Isn't that why you, like, like, you can't, don't, you shouldn't just like pet one if you find it because if it bites you, like you've got chlamydia. <laughs> that might be a complete lie. I don't know. Oh, that's- I feel like I'm full of factoids that are all potentially lies. Well, I've always assumed that chlamydia was the hallmark of a good lifestyle. Like, <laughs> you know, if you, you're out there having a good time, you've probably also got chlamydia like a koala. <laughs> But, I don't know. Well, yeah. I've got a... Nah, look, the story I've got... It's not good for podcasts and it's not lobby. We'll, I'll tell you later. But uh, all right, all right. there is a story about chlamydia. But. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, mate. But I feel like yours may be worse. <laughs> yeah, or weirder. Yeah. Weirder. Yeah, nice. All right, well, you have to hit up Luke in person in WA or Adelaide or coming to an event near you and uh, ask him about the chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> or don't are you going to go to another painting painting workshop because there's some things coming up in Australia soon has that kind of tickled your pa- fancy or you're not not fussed about oh, it is there I haven't yeah. I haven't even looked I think I don't even know I think Melbourne and Sydney are getting um uh what are they called now that they're not called MKA oh Colts to Paint yeah there you go they're coming down yeah fuck I'll go yeah, okay. All right, we'll keep an eye out for that. If you're going to Cult of Paint and you know when it's going to be or where it's going to be, hit Luke up and let him know. But yeah, I um, I would like to go, but I think for me the next thing would probably be like one of those, you know those dudes that come down and teach you how to paint like a, a bust or an, like some kind of ogre model or whatever in a day and they every time you see a photo of what the class has done, you're like, Holy fuck, how did like 20 scrubs just manage to paint this 
pro level golden demon shit. Like yeah. that's the class. When um, that's the class when I, I want to go to. Brisbane at, at MK. One of the guys that was on the course with us. Yeah, I think he's based in in Cairns. His guy his name's Liam um, Ryan. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, Liam. And one of the days, like the break day we had in the middle, he went to have this like one on one class with some dude in Brisbane that that teaches all that bus stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, like seeing like what he did in you know like a six seven hour class with this guy, it was like fucking crazy. Yeah, that'd be wild. Albeit he's like a shit hot painter to begin with. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was fucking wild. I feel like I could really use someone teaching me how to paint with a paintbrush. It's like I think I can do all right airbrush, but then. So many like brush things where I'm like I'm nervous, and I guess the more we've painted marines, the like further away from actually having to paint I've gotten. Yeah, I know what you mean. Look, if I try and do as much as I can with the airbrush. Yeah, yeah, same. You know, like I'll I'd rather spend two hours taping something up to do two seconds of airbrushing. Than, yeah. You know, two hours of painting with a a hairy brush. Yeah, yeah. I'm just afraid of brush marks and stuff as well and like bad blending or yeah or like mess I don't know maybe yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just a fucking clumsy fucker anyway so yeah. you know, I'll try and paint something and then you know my shaky hand will just oh look I've fucked I painted all mine yeah and then it's fucked and you're like oh cool like strip or repaint that's why I, I, I gloss varnish after every step yeah. So then if I make a fuck up, I can just like, I've got a bit more time to wipe it off with a bit of thinner. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't do that enough on some of my most recent stuff and I kind of, I fucked the paint job. The other thing I did too, which I didn't realize is like, I, I do some, um, like I use actual umber for, uh, rust streaking. So I, I put the, like the actual oil paint on the model and then leave it to sit for a little bit. Yeah. So it can create like a little nugget. And then I like yeah, pull the nugget, clean it up, yeah, spirit, and clean it, clean it up. And I yeah, I do the same on all my my jets and stuff for uh, yeah. But I didn't get to it in time, and it's so fucking hot in my hobby room that it had like it had baked all the nuggets on. So now my latest two reavers are kind of textured, which I think has worked out okay in the end. I probably need to like snazz it up a little bit more because I've still got to finish it a little bit more, but. Um, I mean, yeah. you could always just even, like, give those little nuggets a touch, a dry brush with a bit of orange or something. I reckon it'd look kind of like a rust build up. The yeah, like a thing. rust bubble or something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I definitely need to do more. I think seeing the armies act, I was like, my stuff is is good, but I need to kind of, I think, you know, like Michael from Ive Horus brought it up the other day. It's like three levels of hard edge highlighting. And just like even that, phrase alone and we were in reference to we were talking about competition painting and and painting awards and I was like oh man like I do one and it's in spots and most of the time like I just rely on the airbrushing and the trim and like some pickup details with metallics and stuff but there's definitely a lot more that I can do so I need to get good with the brush yeah there's you know there's always more yeah more to learn and more techniques you can do and yeah yeah, you know, that. Well, you. I watched a couple of those uh, 
Miles Davis Little Legend Studio videos. Yeah. And yeah, like the just the amount of steps and extra extra like levels you just do on top of it, you know? It's like you can go on forever if you want potentially as well. Which I suppose is the beauty of what we do. Like there's always Yeah. There's always another thing you can you can learn and another technique. Yeah, definitely. I think as seeing some of this stuff as well, like my my knights have a really good base level, but I need to go back and do probably a lot more to get them to where I could get them to. I think I've got the skills to be able to do it, but I haven't gotten them there yet. Um, what, the 28 mil ones? Yeah, yep. Oh, fuck off. Don't talk shit. They're, those 28 mil knights of yours are like fucking incredible. Like what else could you do to them? I think there's more... Highlighting more, yeah. I think there's more highlighting. I definitely think the blue in particular needs more it's like highlighting. The guy that wins, it's like the Usain Bolt winning a gold medal, and they'd be like, Oh no, I should have probably run faster. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, thanks. I appreciate the I appreciate that. Like, I, I understand what you're saying, and I do appreciate it, but I also I think I didn't know what I know now, so I would be in, interested to revisit it. And try and see yeah, and see if I could do some more. How you would come at it now, like yeah, because I mean you painted them a while ago, huh? Yeah, two, more than two years ago now for the the first yeah. night. Um, so yeah, so I mean just that extra two years, like yeah, there'll always be things you'll do different, and yeah, and stuff you know now you did then. Oh yeah, well I'd I tackle this this way now as opposed to that way when I, I first painted it. Yeah. You know, there's something that I saw a lot of at the event too is um, like little people painting little scratches and then doing that underline, like the, the scratch and then the underline and then they weather down off the scratch. Yeah. And it, it makes for a really good game effect. And it, it's like, I guess, technically quite a masterful technique, but I can't say I was the biggest fan of that because I don't see that in that quantity. I don't see that as much on like, physical working machinery like it's either it's either fucked and like big chunks of paint have come off and it's like rubbed back or if it's scratched it's really scratched like if you think you you know you drive a four-wheel drive down a a tight bush track or something like that how fucked up that'll get yeah like if you're trying to get like those dune access tracks and then you're going through all the like that scratchy sea scrub and all that kind of stuff like it gouges the fuck out of the sides. Whereas this is like the technique is a bit too uniform, but I reckon yeah, that I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, I think that's a lot of the, the techniques and that, that we do, they're not necessarily realistic. Yeah. But the look that they give overall, it kind of tricks your mind into thinking that they are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And they, and they hit hard too. Like I think the guys that, won the painting wards, I'd say, except for the, the Adams, um, thousand sons, like that, that was that popular kind of weathering style was that way. Yeah. I think people love those scratches, man. I thought it looked am- yeah, it, amazing. I think they just, they just pop and they, yeah. like, they draw, you can use it to like draw your eye to certain parts of the, yeah. of the model. And then when you see it, the whole model together, yeah, you see those weathering effects and like, even though it might not necessarily be realistic. realistic yeah. But it, yeah, it does kind of trick your brain into yeah. being like, yeah, well, of course, yeah. You that's know, fully weathered. That's how it would look like. And yeah. Like that when, yeah, yeah. When you really get kind of analytical about it, I suppose you'd be like, oh, well, no, that's not really how things, you know, 
yeah. weathers and that. Well, I suppose like I've wor- I've worked around a lot of heavy machinery as well in the in the desert and on salt lakes and all that sort of stuff, and you don't see it like that as much. Like it is, it's two modes. It's either new or it's fucked, kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah, there isn't really that in between stage. Yeah, man, Dom's gets fucked real quick. Dom's eaters fucking bang. They look amazing as well. You know, he's like um, the bl- yeah. blue and white ones with all the blood and the like super saturated look. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. Man. Yeah, his his stuff just killer in general. Like yeah. even his Pafiron, I saw photos of him. Fuck, that incredible. Yeah, it's, I really admire his um his metal work the most. Like I I like the panels, but I think the most thing I liked was on the chassis. He'd done this really cool like it almost looked boar stained, like a boar stained um metal. It had this really burnished kind of oily look to it, but then he'd gone and really intricately um like scratched in the edges to kind of bring it back to like I guess Sheen again, where it had been rubbing past stuff, and uh, and just the way that he'd done it, it was it was really yeah, it was really good. I I think I tried not to take many photos of it up close because, again, I didn't want to like misrepresent what he's done. I think if he takes like some some of those kind of studio shots of it, you'll see like just how good it is, and then in person as well, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, man, love your work. Yeah, man. Keep it up. Uh-huh. Pleasure as always to speak to you, Jackie. And you too. And uh, yeah, we'll have another chat again soon. Yeah, sounds good, mate. All right, see you, bro. Gotcha.